Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Conviction is a new release from the recently acquired Gimlet Media. It's a series that'll feature a new piece of investigative reporting each season. At the centre of this particular story is a colourful private detective called Manuel or Manny Gomez, who sounds like he's just stepped off the set of Miami Vice, which just happens to be one of his favourite TV shows, and he also really likes Phil Collins. Saki Canafo tags along as Gomez tries to clear a teenager called Pedro Hernandez, who's in prison accused of shooting another youth. And like the latest third season of Serial, it presents the US criminal justice system and the actions of the police in a less than flattering light. One day I was sitting with Manny in his apartment and the subject of his mom came up. She lives in the Bronx too, about a 15-minute drive from Manny's place. How often do you speak to your mother now? I speak to her daily, you know, and I help her out. So, you know, and unfortunately she's losing her vision, she's going blind. I mean, my mom is like 95% blind, 90, not about 90% blind. I try to give her an eye. What did you give her? One of my eyes. Because, you know, I figured, hey, I got two eyes. I, I'm dexterous. I shoot with both hands. I give her an eye. I mean, you know, if you give a kidney, we do kidney transplants. We do lung transplants. We do heart transplants. Hell, we even do liver transplants. So I said, well, why can't we do an eye transplant? You actually asked the doctor? I asked eight doctors. And they were in shock and in awe. I tried to, you know, genuinely give her an eye. But uh, all the eye doctors uh, wouldn't do it. That whole story about the eye, it felt a little over the top, possibly embellished. I mean, did Manny actually try to get a doctor, eight doctors, to remove a working eye from his head and give it to his mom? Listening to him, I have to say, I wondered if he was just making the story up on the spot to impress me. Every now and then I'd ask him to put me in touch with his mom, but he never would. And then, one day, I was talking to Manny on the phone. Are you driving now? Unfortunately, yes. Where are you headed? Uh, I'm actually uh, picking up my mom to help her out. Oh, is that her? I heard someone in the background. Yeah, it's my mom. Say hi, mom. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon, sir. This is the reporter. Good afternoon. How are you? I've heard so much about you. Thank you, sir. I hope good things. Thank, thank you. We exchanged pleasantries for a few minutes, and then, without prompting... He wanted to give me an eye. Can you believe that? She launched into this story. Who takes an eye? Who takes an eye from their kid? He just took me to Florida recently, um, in May, to get stem cells, but it didn't work out. And he worked so hard, and he paid for me, the dog, my husband. He put me in a beautiful hotel but the procedure didn't work I'm sorry anyway I think that's about it I've just been very blessed compared to other people with their kids I've just been very blessed 
Over the months I spent with him, I'd hear a lot of stories like that story about the eye. Stories with Manny cast as the hero, striving to do the impossible. And I'd often think to myself, he's got to be making it up. But then I'd speak to someone else, or I'd dig up some new piece of information. And I'd remember, just because his stories sound made up, doesn't necessarily mean they are. From Gimlet Media, I'm Saki Kanafo, and this is Conviction. After presenting the prosecutor with all of his evidence of Pedro's innocence and getting nowhere, Manny realized he had to try a new tactic to get Pedro out of jail. It wasn't enough to just build a case for Pedro. He had to build a case against the cops he believed were targeting Pedro. And there was one cop in particular who he was convinced was behind it all. Detective David Terrell. All right, we're off. Uh, I'll, I'll sit between you in the back. My producer Meg and I climb into Manny's car, actually his mom's car, a sensible navy blue Honda. Manny's car, the silver Corvette convertible, is in the shop. Hi, Megan. Hey, how are you? Oh, it's been a real crazy day. Um, just been nonstop. We drive over to Pedro's neighborhood. It sits in the South Bronx, the poorest congressional district in the country. It's about seven on a cool summer evening, and people are out and about sitting on the stoops, mingling on the sidewalks. Manny's here to find out what the neighborhood can tell him about Detective Terrell. Can you tell us what you're wearing on this mission? Yep, I'm wearing my black, black ops jacket. It has the American Eagle with the flag going across of it. It says Black Ops Private Investigators. Black Ops Private Investigators is Manny's company. Aside from a couple buddies who occasionally help him out, he's the only investigator. Manny's got a picture with him, a blurry image from a surveillance video recorded in Jessica's apartment building. It's a picture of Detective Terrell. He's a black guy, tall, bald, with a powerful build and an intense expression on his face. Manny's plan is to show the picture to as many people as he can and see if any of them have had run-ins with Terrell, too. Let's go get these guys. So you might think a private eye would want to blend into the crowd, you know, slink into the shadows. That's not Manny's style. As soon as he gets out of the car, he makes a beeline for these kids who are sitting on a stoop down the street. We're still scrambling to catch up with him when he starts shouting questions at them. They take one look at him and us, and then they take off running. It's not hard to guess why they're scared. First of all, Manny looks like a cop. He talks like a cop, walks like a cop, in a neighborhood where a lot of people say they've been harassed by cops. And as if that wasn't enough, he's got that black jacket that says investigator in bold white letters across the chest. And then there's the fact that my producer and I are there, two white people with microphones. I don't think we're putting anyone at ease. But nothing seemed to bother Manny. He kept charging up the people with his chest puffed out, holding out his picture of Terrell. And people kept running from him. Hold on, hold on, back up. But he just stuck with his strategy, barreling down the street, 
working his mouth like a politician canvassing for votes. Ladies, sorry to bother you. I'm trying to investigate a manual Um I'm a black guy trying to investigate. Can I show you a picture? I'm about a cop that's um, harassing women and their children. I want to see if you know this guy. I follow Manny past a storefront church and a liquor store, past a discount emporium called Forever Deal, past a check-cashing place and a mom-and-pop Jamaican restaurant. A few generations ago, back in the 60s, this street was the heart of a thriving jazz scene with clubs like the Apollo Bar and the Blue Morocco. Then the economy of the South Bronx collapsed, and people who could afford to leave mostly did. And every last one of the jazz clubs closed its doors. The young people who stayed behind were part of the generation that invented hip-hop. In fact, there are people who say that hip-hop was invented at parties right here, on the very stretch of Boston Road where I'm walking with Manny right now. Hold on one second. Can you lower that one second? I'm going to show you a picture. Lower that down for a minute, Lower it down for a minute. Lower it down. First of all, I'm fine. Let's Manuel Gomez. I want to show you something. Hi. You know this guy? I'm standing with Manny and a couple guys who are hanging outside their apartment building. Manny shows them the photo of Terrell. They say they don't recognize him, but like a lot of people we talk to, they tell us that the local cops, officers from the 42nd Precinct, are always picking on them for petty things, playing their music outside, walking through the park after dark, just hanging out on the sidewalk with friends, like they're doing right now, could lead to an arrest for, quote, unlawful assembly. Why do you think they do it? I guess they feel like we ain't got no wins. No type of wins. We ain't got no wins, man. Can, can you say more about that? What, what do you mean by wins? Wins, like, we, we can't win this. It's like a war. We can't beat this war. They, they the winners. They on top. But why do they want to win it? Like, what's in it for them? No. I guess they want a clean street, but that never happened because we live here. We don't have backyards. We can't go sit on the patio. Can't go to the park. The park closed at a certain time. Especially yeah. in the summertime. This is when it's the worst. Some of them, some of them are saying. The summertime well, is the well, worst. Well, because take it down, take it down what if you ain't got no air conditioning? No offense. You want to come outside and get some cool air, right? Summer. Why you can't sit on your own stoop? I spent a day canvassing the neighborhood with Manny. And I heard a lot of stories like this. Stories about police harassment. But not much about Terrell specifically. I started to have that familiar feeling... That donating the eye feeling. Maybe Manny was exaggerating. Maybe Terrell wasn't really as notorious as Manny made him out to be. But then I went out with Manny again, and I met these guys. I've been going over since I was like eight, eight years old. It's five or six young men, late teens, early 20s. Manny shows them the photo of Terrell, and they all start talking at once. I was like eight. I knew him since I was 13. I'm 21 years old now. 13 years old. Since middle, middle I ran into school, him literally when right I was like 15, 16. Now, I, I still been through a lot. I ain't gonna lie. It's, that's even worse. I ran into him in elementary school. He came to my school. He targets certain people in the area. You get what I'm saying? Like, like certain people that he knew. People that he, that he see and he's he been feel locking like, up since young. Because he know he know what goes on in the area, so he just feel like anybody he see around here he got target, something to do with target. it. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's the type of person I was real is like yeah. rip. Like I've been since young, since juvenile. We're standing outside a bodega on Webster Avenue, about a half mile from where Jessica and Pedro live. The guys start texting their friends, and the crowd starts to grow. Everyone has a story about Terrell, but they seem surprised that anyone's asking about him. Did you ever expect that anyone be, would be investigating this? Um, no. Why not? No, because he was getting away with it for so long. 
he been doing it for years, like years. He watched us grow up. He, he been corrupt for so long. Like he was doing this for years since like yes. since we was children in middle school. Like I could really talk about a lot. Like since we was in middle school, this man's been coming to our school harassing oh, us, locking us up for stuff we ain't do. He's crooked, like all the way. You've known he's been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah, but we couldn't come forward because we don't know. We're like, you never, you never thought about filing a lawsuit. I, I didn't. I'm sorry, sir, but I didn't know where to go. Like, I didn't know how to take it. So that's why when y'all we seen y'all, we so happy we seen y'all. Like, so we could tell our story. Like, I, I really want to tell my story about this man. This man is crazy. Some of part two of conviction from Gimlet Media called the Porsche, presented by Saki Kanafo. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.